Hi, What The Health Tech listeners. I'm your host this week, Justine Absom. This is the podcast where we tackle some of the trending topics, ideas and best practice in health and social care. This week, we're talking to Georgina Watkinson. Georgina has been a training officer for over 20 years, initially working in the corporate sector before specialising in health and social care for the last 12 years. Georgina has a passion to understand dementia and mental health and has been a mental health first aid trainer since 2019. Hi Georgina, welcome to What The Health Tech. Hi and thank you for, thank you for having me. You're welcome, thank you for, for joining us today. So we're going to talk a little bit today about mental health first aid training. Um, so firstly, Georgina, um, you're the trainer for mental health first aid at Curve Learning. Um, it'd be great if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about this and why there is such a need for first aid for mental health. Right. OK, so where we look at mental health first aid training, um, <clears throat> for me personally, where we, we work in health and social care, so we've been delivering training on many different courses. But obviously the stress and strain of any kind of work life, especially in health and social care, there does tend to be quite a lot of sickness around that. And it's apparent about the stresses and strains of what the job entails. So we looked into doing mental health first aid um, as a training course. We um, went over to Mental Health First England, First Aid England to do the uh, train the trainer with them, and then we put it out there for the the health and social care sector to be involved in. But what's quite pleasing, if I'm honest, is that a lot of the customers that we do get onto our sessions are not from care. So it's it is quite interesting in that, and I do think that with everything that's been going on in the world, there is definitely a need for looking out for somebody else, you know? And this is why it's it's been really sort of worthwhile doing the courses. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned there about, um, you know, the last couple of years in particular. So, you know, we know that, you know, the last two years has had a massive effect on the healthcare industry as a whole. Um, how do you think it has impacted on, on mental health in general? And do you think this means more people need to be aware of how they can help people going through any issues? Absolutely. Um, the irony about all of the last two years, if we'd have not gone into a global pandemic, at the time, it was that mental health first aid was going to become a real big drive in health and safety at work. But because of the pandemic, that was put on the back burner. And yet, because of that pandemic, we've seen how much it has affected people in their own lifestyles, in, in their life, in work, in their personal lives. And it is so important that we can reach out to people and, and sort of offer the support in that first aid. I think that's it. You know, I um, I attended the course uh, a little while ago um, and yeah, it, it definitely gives you a good overview of how you can help people. Um, and especially like you said, you know, I know a lot of people now that are going through issues. So yeah, it's it's a really, really useful skill to have. Um, Moving on, you know, you meant again, you mentioned it was going to become a, a huge thing in workplaces. So every organisation, you know, has a first aid kit. They have trained first aiders on site, but it does feel like mental health first aid is still quite far behind. What do you think workplaces need to do to, to sort of tackle this and to make it more of a requirement? 
think we really need to be readdressing the the duty of care in all workplaces. You know, we look at the well-being of a person. We look at the physical side of a person's well-being. Yet, we, I think we are missing out on that mental health well-being. And I think until we can address that, the physical side is always going to be affected. We're always going to be then looking at maybe having sickness and, you know, things like this because we're not addressing that. And I think we do need to look into perhaps the way that HR is looked at, into dealing with, you know, people's personal lives and taking that. It's not just that duty of care, nine to five, and, you know, whatever you do outside of work, that's your life. It's trying to incorporate it in. It has the impact of, of what people are going through in their own lives when they are coming into a workplace. So I really do think it needs to be linked in and, and really sort of thought about how we can support people whilst at work. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point that actually when when you mentioned about, you know, the sickness side, because there's there can still be stigma in some places when it comes to sickness from mental health compared to sort of physical sickness. Um, Have you got any advice that you would offer workplaces to sort of look into this? Well, I think first and foremost, we need to to, uh, stop judging and look at the reason why somebody is off sick and I think being honest about people's workload and life uh, balance, I think really to to look at what is going on within that work life um, and home life. And I, I think a big thing is the trying to be a little bit more non-judgmental. And from running the courses, from, from talking to managers who are dealing with the day-to-day uh, running of the business, which we do appreciate has to be, you know, but it's sort of finding out. If we were to think about a lot of sicknesses, it could very well be, <clears throat> excuse me, that somebody may have been out drinking. They may have got a lifestyle that we would not always choose, you know, but it's trying to find out why that that's the case. So if somebody is having reoccurring colds and sicknesses, is it perhaps lifestyle? Is there a reason why the lifestyle's impacting the health? And then obviously for the for the work life as well, you know, so I think a lot around that stigma needs to be addressed. Yeah, I think that why is really important, isn't it? You know, actually really getting down to the, the sort of the roots of the issue as well um, and, and really understanding where where that comes from. Yeah, and I, I do think <clears throat> majority of people that I've spoke to, especially in HR, do want to look at it like that. But I suppose there are a lot of pressures on businesses to have a um, to have a, a good workforce and a reliable workforce. And it's interesting when we're looking at the subject of bank holidays being brought up, saying that we're having an extra one for the Queen's birthday. And then they're trying to look into putting this into play each year, purely and simply because of the the fact we're giving people days off as a bank holiday, <clears throat> it actually helps with the well-being, the uh, productivity of work. You know, so it's not looking at the quantity of how much we're going to do, but actually the quality of what we're going to do and the quality around the staff and supporting the staff. 
you know so it is quite interesting at this moment in time that that is sort of being thought of yeah there's definitely a lot of talk about sort of four-day weeks and things like that as well isn't there so there's, there's a lot a lot of things are being talked about at the moment just when thinking about the pressures of life you know we're, we're living in a obviously we're just on the back of of covid but then there's the extra pressures of all the the bills going up the cost of living going up and it's almost as though sometimes we're looking we need to work more to pay for more but actually you know working not saying working less but having a quality work then that surely would help a lot of people as well yeah definitely um so for any of our listeners who don't know what to expect from mental health first aid training could you give us an overview of what someone on the course could maybe take away from this yeah i think when people come onto the course they are obviously there because they want to become mental health first aiders i think what a lot of people do take away from the course is their own reflection reflecting how they may look into another person's state of mind and again that judgmental sort of feeling that we all have but not in a malicious way but sometimes i think we look and think we couldn't help we're not qualified to help and i think with the course it focuses the course focuses such a lot on it's not there to diagnose an illness it is just there to signpost and and show that there is that that um sort of um chance of the hope of the recovery and everything and it's it's just sort of focusing on just being there to listen to somebody can be as well as you know thinking that oh my gosh i'm gonna sort of get them to the doctors or anything it's just that first point can be a huge step for somebody and i do think a lot of people do reflect on their own prejudgments coming into the course yeah i i agree i think it's one of the big things i took away from it was how much you can actually help someone just by listening um and you know we we sort of all walked away with with the big manual with all the reference points and signposts and things like that and there are so many places to kind of help people um that maybe people aren't aware of as well so it was certainly something i took away from it yeah and I think just with that as well, you know, we're, we've all been in that same position. I've been in that position where I didn't know that there was all this help out there because it doesn't seem to be advertised as much. It's not doing too bad. We get a little bit more so through social medias, through um, different outlets, that there are these sort of organisations there to help. But I think just recognising that sometimes we may not have as we speak about on the course, you know, without sort of mental health, we don't have physical health. And again, it's linking that physical health to the mental health, so your GPs and things like this, where people may not think to go to for the help that's required. Yeah, and, and that links really nicely into the fact that, you know, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week, um, hosted by the Mental Health Foundation. The theme this year is all about raising awareness of the impact of loneliness and the impact that has on on our mental well-being, which, you know, can impact anyone at any time, at any age, really. So what are your thoughts on steps which we could take to address this side of things? I think sometimes what I 
find is that we, we sometimes lack that sense of community. I think we can um, fall into a little bit of our own way of living in our own little bubbles and not really caring about what happens next door. And I think we're always a little bit frightened of, of sort of um, almost being a nosy neighbour. And I obviously don't mean that for us to be, but taking care of, you know, saying hello to the next door neighbour, you know, sort of being a little bit kinder to the person that might not be acting the same way as what we might be acting. And just taking note that, you know, your own um, sort of way around people could have a, a massive impact on them, you know. And I think that it's just sort of taking care of what we've got around us. And it's like the little pebble, isn't it, in the, in the stream? that it might not change the world, but it just might change somebody's world. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think that's a really, really interesting point. We actually spoke to Biggie and Donaghy um, a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, and he does a lot of work around loneliness and dementia. Um, and he mentioned exactly the same thing. You know, I think he used the quote something like, you know, you can't change the world, but you can change your street, which is exactly the the same point you've just made. Um, so yeah, that if anybody hasn't listened to that episode, then then go back and listen to episode two because it's a it is a great listen. Um, so you know when it comes down to our listeners um, and raising awareness of of mental health first aid training, if they could do one thing this week to sort of help with that, have you got any sort of suggestions of things that they could they could do to raise this awareness? I think to raise awareness um, and maybe their own awareness is you know. Um, again, looking to the next person who could be around them, not making those judgments that we, we, as I've said, we all do make judgments. It's, it's how we act on those judgments, you know? So it's, it's been a little bit kinder to the next person. And I think sometimes there are information that can be sort of looked into with regards to different mental health conditions and illnesses and I think sometimes just having a little bit of information on what things are could either help themselves it could help their family but certainly to talk make sure that people are talking about things and not shying away from the mental health of another person or for themselves and not to feel the shame and the guilt around mental health you know Without, as we as we do say on the course, there is no health without mental health, and mental health is not a negative. We all have mental health. Some people will have illnesses. Some people won't. So I think it's to talk and to share their own experiences. Yeah, I think that one of the things I I noticed when I was on the course was how many different people were actually on there. So, you know, I think there was about 10 people on when when I came on it and you had different people from different um, workplaces. But then you had also had people that sort of came on onto it off their own their own backs you know that that wanted to kind of do it for their own personal development because they might know someone who's gone through some issues and they don't know how to deal with it and I think that was really interesting to sort of see how many different people were actually on the course as well. Yeah and and I think with the course as well where we've mentioned about physical first aid I think it's interesting as well 
people are always willing to either download first aid apps, the, the, they're willing to sort of go on to physical first aid courses. And something that always really keeps with me from all the training that I do with mental health is the saying that you are more likely to be rubbing shoulders with somebody that's having suicidal thoughts than that's going to need CPR. But we do focus more on that. So sometimes I think to, you know, have a look at what sort of apps are there and to understand your own mental health and things like this. I think that's the way going forward when it comes to helping others and themselves. And I, I think that's something really that I get out from the courses that I see people coming on with as well. Yeah, I think the the thing that, you know, you, you play a lot of videos and things like that as well to kind of show two different elements. So someone can be having a bit of a psychotic episode, for example, um, and the video will show two different reactions to it. And I think that's really interesting to see how, you know, the best way to react compared to how you shouldn't react. And again, it's that understanding those things that you can do to help that person. Absolutely. And I, I found even with my own self, the way that I speak to my own children, sometimes being a mum, I think sometimes being a mum, we can be feeling that we've got the entitlement to be a bit judgy around our children <clears throat> and, and minor adults now. But sometimes I even watch for how I might ask a question now, you know. So I think it's something that I've picked up on from that. Like you say, the videos they do, they, they show the scenarios of two different people. And unfortunately, the way that we shouldn't do it, if we're honest, is probably the way that we'd see it done most. Yeah, it, it is. And that was definitely the reaction from, from the room, I think, when, when we watched it as well. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we can we can definitely change some of those stigmas and, and judgments the more we kind of learn about this stuff. Absolutely, yes. So what do you think, you know, we mentioned earlier on in the in the episode about it becoming a bit more of a requirement in, in the workplaces. What do you think really needs to change for mental health first aid to be seen as something really integral and how can we all help to shape that? I think once, you know, once we sort of can say that COVID is going a little bit and we're getting back into normal. I think it is looking at that health and safety at work and thinking about it uh, sort of more with that mental and physical health. And I think it's something that in workplaces we do really need to think about. And it's like if we start to change the way that we are at home, that would naturally change the way that we are at work. And I think that would be the same if we change things at work we would naturally change the way that we are at home as well. So I think health and safety is a big part. I think it really does need to focus. But I also think the managers need to be looking into the health and safety and not doing it just like a tick box exercise. I think it really does need to be sort of incorporated into with HR, recruitment, and then the daily running of businesses and things like this. Yeah, and I think it is, it's slowly becoming more well-known within workplaces, isn't it? You know, with, with things like this course and the more people that come on it, the more people will have awareness of, of kind of that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, and I think from the younger sort of people, 
<laughs> you know, they, they, I think, understand mental health a lot more than people of my age. So I think it will turn, it will be a more natural process where people do consider other people's mental health a lot differently as to what maybe my generation have done. But we just need it to, we need, you know, the schools and education and workplaces to all be involved to bring it then into communities and things yeah schools is a really useful point actually like you said you know as younger people sort of come through and with things like social media and and things like that these days again there's a a lot more pressure I think than there ever used to be so it is going to become you know more common if you like I guess absolutely yeah yeah definite yeah um, thanks, Georgina. So at the end of every episode, we ask everybody about their what the health tech moment. So this question's a bit of fun. Um, you know, we want to hear all your weird and wonderful stories across health and social care. Um, I guess, obviously, you know, being a trainer, you've probably got all sorts that you've you've experienced at some point. Um, so have you got anything that has really impacted you or anything weird and wonderful that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> weird and wonderful. Um, I've done training courses in all different areas all throughout the United Kingdom. Some weird and wonderful times I've had. I once had to do a manual handling course in a convent with nuns and they did have carers. It was um, a retirement home for the nuns, but the nuns still massively active and wanting to be quite independent were joining the manual handling course so I suppose I've never really had to um, sort of use a hoist with sort of fully dressed nuns that was something quite different but I think it'll stay with me for some time. <laughs> yeah that that doesn't sound like something you'll forget in a hurry. <laughs> no, no 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 and that's probably one of the nicer stories. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Georgina. I think, you know, to kind of talk about such a complex topic, the more we can all do to, to raise awareness and understand the the um, impact of mental health is is fundamental. I know from my own experience, you know, I'd certainly recommend the, the mental health first aid course, particularly for anybody that is in a, in a people-focused role. Um, you know, I found it so informative and I definitely had a much better understanding of it in terms of how I could help someone in the future. So thank you very much for, for joining us and kind of talking about, about, like I said, such a complex topic. No, thank you for inviting me. I, I've enjoyed it. So thanks for joining us um, and thank you to everybody for listening. Next week, we're back speaking to Marcus Manhus, who's heading up the Learning from Patient Safety Events Project for NHS Improvement and Paul Ewers, Risk Manager at Milton Keynes University Hospitals NHS Trust to continue the conversation about the implementation of LFPSE and to talk about what we've all learned along the way. Don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions for us or our guests or Georgina, please email whatthehealthtech at radarhealthcare.com. 